Top Shelf Fantasy. All right, boys, back with it with another division preview. It's a, is our last division preview, NFC West. Um, so thanks for sticking with us for these. I know we had a few podcasts in between with some breaking news and some other stuff. But um, last one, August 24, 2023, uh, 261st podcast. Follow us on X. I just want to do the, the DMX, like X going, give it to you. But it's <laughs> it's Twitter. Uh, Instagram you to get it on your own. Instagram and Facebook at Top Shelf F N T S Y. Um, again, Listener League. There's one spot left. There's a pool of a, probably six or seven people. But if you want to be, be in on it, we'll probably give the last spot out in three days. Um, message us, like our post, comment, do whatever. Text us. Do what you got to do to get in there we'll we'll draw names out of the hat for the last spot again it's signed zay flowers ravens jersey it's pretty sweet it's awesome swag right there i have it in hand finally it came in it's official i opened it up i looked at it like the, the exterior packaging i, I wore it, it. The, i wore it yeah, yeah. Got a little moss. It. no but uh no it looks they look fire from the it's still folded in the plastic but it looks fire yeah it, it it's fucking mint dude I love those purple Ravens jerseys. I've always been partial to them myself. The black Ravens jerseys are also dope, but the purples are just elite. Yeah. All right. Uh, get right into it again. NFC West Division. Um, some pretty gross uh, teams to talk about, but not as gross as some other divisions we've talked to uh, talked about <laughs> in the uh, past. So I'll start it. Um, we have the Seahawks, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the San Francisco 49ers. And I will just start picking a shit team. And that's what that that's the Cardinals. <laughs> Record of four and thirteen last year. Massive change from the last couple of years. This is a you know Super Bowl contending team. Two out of the last three years, eleven and six in 2021. Um, and you know, that was worse than 2020 record, but um Tyler going down is just it it destroys a team. I know they weren't playing that well to begin with. There was I mean Hopkins was out six weeks. By the time him and Kyler got back together, they pay they played what four or five games together, if that. Yeah, barely any healthy, um, probably three. Right. Yeah, barely any crossover between the two. Yeah. So Kyler played eleven games. It's more like ten. He got hurt in the first drive against the Patriots. Yep. So yeah, probably three three and a half games with with, with D Hop and Kyler. So really can't put a picture on what the season would have looked like at all. Um, but biggest news is, of course, Kyler is uh, is on the pup, recovering from the injury. Like I said, against the Patriots last season, um, there's a lot of word out. Uh, you know, he could be back back week one, which is probably not going to happen at all. But it's a good sign that you know he he's running on the sidelines he's working out he he's wants to get back but again it's it's, it's a team that we, we said it was 4 and 13 last year that record's probably going to even come down so it was like do you want to you know put out your your franchise quarterback at all this season or just tank for a high pick which i think they probably should um as a Kyler owner in dynasty i kind of hope he, he plays so we have a chance to win it 
this year. Uh, but again, I kind of want to hope, you know, he goes out there early, pull something again. And you're, you're, and his career is likely over um, sooner than, than later. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. Um, and the hard, the hardest thing too is that he is uh, a quarterback coming into a new, a new coaching system with, you know, zero reps. Like if he doesn't, get this time in training camp and he even comes back, even say he's ready for week one. Like, is he ready to run Jonathan Gannon's system? I don't know that he is. Um, and, and again, we, we, we look at the team, the construction and what we see going on with the unit. And I mean, they're selling off pieces. They don't seem like they're going to try to compete. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is, is going out of town. I mean, as, as we know, um, and they continue to, to continue to sell, um, you know, reasonable players off of their team. So, if the goal is to tank, it makes me question if the goal is to keep Kyler Murray around at all. Um, you know, a lot of coaches come in and they want their own guy, their own draft selection. And we all know the the story and the, and the big name next year is Caleb Williams. Um, that's a guy that a lot of coaches have circled on their draft board already. A guy that a lot of coaches would love to have. Um, now, do I think Caleb Williams is necessarily better than Kyler Murray in any way, shape or form right now as they stand? No, I don't think I could make that, that argument. I think Kyler, if you get him on the field, he's still going to see what he's got. Um, you know, you don't, you don't shut him down if he's good to go by week three or four. Uh, the, the concern I have is that most of the stories I'm seeing on Kyler, even with the progress he's making on the sideline is that there's no timetable for a return. And whether that's the team just kind of keeping it close to the vest fine. I get that. Um, you know, you only have to release what you have to release legally on the injury report every week. So if they don't make you tell when Kyler's coming back, don't tell them. But if he truly has no timetable and we're talking about a week eight, nine, 10 return, which, you know, puts them about a year out from, from the injury last season. At that point, you look at the roster and if you're Owen 10, why even play him? I don't, I mean, I don't know. Uh, there's a potential, maybe there's an injury on another team and you can sell him, you know, around the trade deadline, if he's healthy uh, to a team that's quarterback needy, I think that could be in play. Um, if you're really looking at a, a miserable season, but uh, I don't know, this is a team that I'm hesitant to buy into a lot, which is unfortunate considering personally how heavily I was bought into the Cardinals <laughs> just a season ago. But I, I think a lot of people are in that same boat looking at, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, air raid offense, and then James Conner learning how to catch the ball, uh, looking like a proficient, healthy running back, played 13 games last year. Um, DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown were linked up. They were supposed to be this great tandem uh, at the wide receiver at the wide receiver position. You had Zach Ertz and the rookie Trey McBride last season, who were supposed to dominate at tight end. And then in execution, you had Kyler Murray uh, failing to really connect with Trey McBride once he took over for Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz got hurt uh, as well this season. DeAndre Hopkins was suspended and then shot his way out of town. Marquise Brown is now tied to Colt McCoy. Uh, and James Conner is probably the the premier option in that offense if you're going to talk about uh, from a fantasy perspective. And I'm not sure I want to buy into him because I don't know what the O-line is going to do or what the defense is capable of doing. Um, it's a complete 180 from what we saw two years ago from a fairly dominant team in the NFC West now to what I predict to be the the bottom dweller. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I've talked to our buddy Derek. who has been on this pod a few times, and, and we always say like we've never seen a team 
like you said, a 180 so fast. Like, sure, like 11-6, sorry, lose some guys, maybe next year, you know, seven wins. and Two years after that, all right, you know, you're at the bottom. You don't see a team go from 11-6 and six and great records for three straight years to this low and then becoming even lower. Like, it, it's, I've never seen something so fast in my entire life. And then, I mean, a lot of it's to do with, a, you know, GM too, like like front office shit. Like th- that's on you guys. Like oh yeah, I, I'm sure everyone say, oh, because Kyler sucks. Oh, Kyler got hurt. Like it's it's not one guy. It's 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 the front office. They gone fucked up. Yeah, and, and I mean, look at it from a number standpoint. Kyler got hurt, yes, but he, Colt McCoy came in and had a higher completion percentage. Like. I'm not saying that Colt McCoy is better than Kyler Murray, but you can't sit here and go, it's just the quarterback. You know, it's, it's all 22 guys, all 53 guys for that matter. Like, uh, and, and like you said, the front office from the top down, if you don't have the depth to sustain one injury, like, you know, one injury absolutely guts your team. Then you have an issue. I mean, you, you look at teams of the past that, uh, are just built better. The, you know, the Patriots years ago when Tom Brady goes down and Matt Castle takes over and they go yeah, 11, 11 wins, 11, yeah, 11 wins, right? We didn't make the playoffs because of some, some nonsense, but it's a, 11 it's wins. A, it's a first open win team never to make a playoffs. Like that, yeah. that doesn't happen. Right. And I mean, you see it all the time. Even the, the Ravens last year, they lost Lamar Jackson. Um, and you know, they, they definitely struggled, but they figured out a way to win a lot of games. They had to change what they did. It's, you know, it's depth. It's good coaching. It's a lot of, uh, a lot more than, than, Oh, our quarterback got hurt. So the season's over. So uh, I'd like to see a little bit more and more out of them in general. I'd like to see what Jonathan Gannon is going to do with this offense. I think that's another big question mark is what is this offense going to look like? And, and I don't know that anybody knows what it's going to look like. And it could look completely different from the first couple of weeks under Colt McCoy to the weeks that when Kyler Murray comes in or eventually comes back. So, mm-hmm. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, probably a team that you won't see me draft a lot from this season. I don't think I will have many Cardinals on my on my roster in any redraft leagues. Yeah, I think the the one I, I want to target kind of a lot is James Conner because you're getting him so, so late. Um, sure, he's on a shit team, shit line. But to get a guy that's a three down back in the NFL, I don't care where he is volumes king you're getting him outside the the rb2 spot um if you can get him as your flex or i mean i've league where i got him like the 11th round on my bench i'll take that all day but yeah that's, that's just, it's just because of volume like right. like, like there's got to be someone to run it in every offense and there's nobody behind him yeah dan grim's not the answer yeah. Corey clement's not the answer um did they bring in a running back no, they, they no, they, they didn't uh, bring, no, they brought. I mean, again, if they're tanking two, they're not going to really sign anyone. Marlon Mack, unfortunately, got hurt for the year, so we didn't add him. Um, yeah. on this, that's as you say, the one guy they brought in is not going to contribute anything because he's out. So yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, so like, there's I'll no way to push Connor. him for reps. Yeah, and I mean, even to a sense, Marquise Brown has home run potential every time he gets the ball in his hand. Colt McCoy doesn't shy away from taking shots. He's not a guy who's worried about his touchdown to interception ratio. So if these guys float out, you know, way past where they should be drafted, you know, you take them. There's there's no harm in taking them. But but that's I had 
I had uh, those probably, two. In, yeah, I have a keeper league, and I had intended on keeping Marquise Brown. I think I had him in like the, the eighth round, and I was stoked about it. If Kyler's there, without Kyler there, I will not do that. that. Even it's, in the eighth, yeah, it's probably ADP right there. Yeah, exactly. It's it's no longer a steal. If I want him, I'll just draft him there at the open spot. Yeah. So at this point, Cardinals to roster this season: James Conner, Marquise Brown. Two QB leagues. Take a shot on Kyler for your bench. Yeah, late if you can hold could, them. Could be a good risk. Yeah, especially, especially if you have an IR Other slot. than that, I mean, you're not <laughs> touching the tight ends. You're not touching anything. Like, it just makes no sense to even try to get someone in. Like, the new, their newest guy is Zach Pescal. I think that's their only receiver over six feet now. <laughs> and he's like yeah. six two. So. And he's there, barely six feet. So, yeah, yeah I don't. I'm not in love with anything they have there. Um, Michael Wilson, I do like a lot as a rookie, but not. I like the idea of Michael. not for <laughs> not for redraft. I, yeah. I, I said I like the idea of it. I don't like him <laughs> any in this offense. Yeah, I would definitely uh, dynasty you know, stash. Guys. Dynasty stash for sure. If you have a, a taxi squad, he's a great ad. If you have an open spot, um, but redraft not not a lot of mouse to feed there. I mean, I'm a Rondell Moore fan too. And I can't even be like, yeah, I'm going to drop this guy. Right. Like, I love I Rondell Moore. I thought like maybe a huge. last round. I mean, my Corey Davis last <laughs> round dart throw didn't hit. So it might be him. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Rondell Moore would be a solid dart throw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought he had huge breakout potential last year. I talked about him nonstop and then he was kind of a dud. He couldn't stay healthy, blah, blah, blah. This year, no quarterback. So it's tough. Yeah. Uh, vacated targets 219. Whatever. Um, <laughs> again, d- different offense. Vacated yeah. attempts, uh, 110. Again, didn't bring anyone else in. So I love James Conner even more. Like they're gonna, he's gonna get 300, not carries, at least 300 touches this season if he stays healthy. Yeah, I I could see that happening. Yeah, again, if he stays healthy, which is the big the big if. I mean, yeah, last couple of years he's been fine. Yeah, agreed. All right. Um, you could take the next one. Pick. Whatever team you want, I would just pick the next worst run. The Rams. Los Angeles Rams are the next worst team. Uh, they, again, we, we talked about not seeing these terrible turnarounds. <laughs> um, they also had a, a miserable turnaround. They went from 12 and five a season ago to 12 and five, uh, sorry, to five and 12 last year. And I mean, really just struggled in every aspect of the game. Um, you know, McVeigh, even himself in the middle of the season, we we're hearing retirement rumors about him saying he didn't want to deal with a rebuild. Um, it, it's, Honestly, I don't want to say baffling, but it's a little bit confusing to see how this team fell. I mean, Matt Stafford got hurt. That obviously that that is going to tank your um, your ability to win games right there. Then they brought in a, a hodgepodge of other guys to play quarterback between Baker Mayfield, John Wolford, Bryce Perkins, and nobody really seemed to pan out. I mean, Baker had the one good game um, and then nothing really after that. And that was when he was like just hopping off a flight, just playing off of pure instinct. So Baker um, was fun. Like he took yeah, the ball to Tutu Atwell and Vin Jefferson. Yep. Like the like, cool. Like if you if you're gonna lose, have fun doing it. Yeah, and I mean, like you also lost uh, Cooper Cup, which your top receiver. You're gonna struggle when you lose, you know, that many pieces off of your offense. They traded away Jalen Ramsey, so their defense started to to suffer as well. Um, and then they had all their issues with Cam Akers. So their running back room was a humongous question for pretty much the duration of the season. Um, even though it says Cam Akers played 15 games, it's 
he it was like off and on he was in the doghouse out of the doghouse it wasn't yeah it's more like 10 11 yeah exactly yeah i mean you're spot on like like top of the cardinals there's never a team that's ever done this well the rams are the second team but again Mm -hmm. like this does go to stafford having the offseason surgery right after the super bowl like pretty much like didn't have a shoulder and you saw that it it was apparent week one and it didn't matter for Cooper Cup because he was wide receiver one until he got hurt. Like he was unreal. And then Stafford goes down, Cup goes down. I think the same, the same week or around the same timeline, both play nine games. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, makes sense. Nine games. Um, but yeah, you can't like a very hurt Matthew Stafford is better than anything the Rams had last season. Like one arm Stafford was better than you know the Baker <laughs> show for a few bits, uh, Johnny Wolford, Bryce Perkins. Um, but back to the K Makers thing, that was the biggest mind fuck I've ever seen because you have this guy that looked great his rookie year, sophomore year was kind of a eh thing, and then last season was just so weird because you had Kyron Williams who was hurt to start the season so he's not even on the field Kimmickers looked okay and then by the time Kyron was coming back it was like oh we want to bench Kimmickers we want to cut him no wait we want to trade him we don't want him to be part of this team anymore and it was like a weird like two to three week thing where I'm like oh well pick up Kyron he's go- he- he's a league winner because Kimmickers is gone and then I think one week like Kyron got hurt Again, he's like, oh, we'll toss on K-Makers. And he played well. And it's, oh, we'll keep him. Like, I've never seen right. such a turnaround in my entire life. And now this year, like, oh, yeah, K-Makers, he's, he's a focal point of our offense. Like, make up your fucking mind. Yeah, like, you can't just, like, wishy-wash on these players like that, you know? Um, a lot of these guys, the first of all, their confidence gets shook, and that hurts their, their performance on the field. But it also hurts their desire to stay in that locker room. You know, Cam Akers is on his rookie contract, so I'm sure he's going to have to play it out. I mean, you've seen the way running backs have no leverage in the NFL anymore. But I would be shocked after this year if Cam Akers is still a Ram. I mean, they, they could option, uh, you know, uh, pull him on his rookie option. But um, actually, he doesn't even have one. He got drafted too late, so never mind. He, yeah, he will probably not be a uh, Los Angeles Ram the, the following season yeah. after the way McVay kind of dicked him around. So um it's it's peculiar and then like you said once you saw matt stafford and cooper cup both go down you would think all right just lean on the running game use up everybody that we have but karen williams still only saw 35 attempts all season brandon uh not brandon powell but uh, um the other running back they had i can't think of his name uh i mean ronnie rivers we thought would would also show up eventually and just never did i mean daryl henderson too yeah daryl henderson that was weird too like hey we we're going to, again, cut K-Makers, trade K-Makers. And they cut Daryl. Yeah. Henderson, who, who, I mean, not a massive Henderson guy, but, I mean, two years ago, he was fucking amazing. Yep. Um, Yeah, it's, it was just a weird team all, all around. And then uh, that Allen Robinson experience didn't work. <laughs> like, you thought, oh, Cup, well, Cup went down. Robinson had, like, one good game in nine weeks when Cup w- was there. Cup goes down, boom. Robinson time. They shut down Robinson for the rest of the year after Cup goes down. Oh, 
I held him for 10 weeks and I had to yeah. drop him. It was such a mind fuck, man. Um, and then you had guys like Tyler Higby who saw 108 targets. Like Tyler Higby I mean, is leading your it. team in targets. You got a problem. Yeah, you put you, you put those three touchdowns to six. He's probably ten and five in the year. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Honest. Like, honestly. Um I, I, again, uh Higby's on the field ninety-nine percent of the time. He's a besides George Kittle, best blocking tight end in the league. Um, do you want to talk any more about the uh the Rams? I guess we I guess can we could talk about Cooper Cup's uh pr- prospects for this year. Like you're drafting him. As you would normally. I mean, I think he's top yeah, of the what, table. Wide receiver three or four, I guess. Yeah. I, I I've seen over Chase as wide receiver two. Like again, you you saw a w- one arm Stafford and Cup was wide receiver one until he got hurt. Ninety eight targets through eight and a half weeks. Yeah. That's you know. And one thing too, it's oh, he's getting older. Like he's going to fall off. Like it's my thing with like. Derek Henry and Tom Brady too. It's like, sure they're getting older. It's like get as much out of them as you can, fantasy wise. Like, I don't yeah. want to be the person like, oh, I'm not going to do it because you're getting older. Like, people take that, play a dynasty lot, and kind of like, you know, he's you know late twenties. Oh, he's not thirty. Okay, cool. Yeah. So he's he's still fucking fantastic. And like, Cooper Cup too is not like a burner that goes out and needs to be the ultimate athlete to dominate. He does it on crisp route running, like he doesn't catch and fall too. <laughs> right, exactly. He does. He's not one that worries me as he ages. He's almost, uh, you know, I don't want to make the ultimate comparison, but he's almost like a Larry Fitzgerald type. Like he could stick around for a while. I wouldn't be too surprised. To these see that. smart route runners stay long. Stay. Mm-hmm. St- they stay long. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, Zach Evans running back they brought in. So, I mean, they see maybe they actually say fuck you, Kinnickers for for good, and they uh, put the rookie in. Yeah, I I mean, you don't know. And and McVay has shown that he will run a running back into the ground. Then he's come out and said, yeah, I don't want to do that again. But then he just does it. So, I don't think you know what to expect with the the Rams running backs at this point. And I mean, it's, I don't know. I would take Cam Makers in, in a lot of drafts and a lot of formats. I mean, I just like, don't know where he's you know. like. I think he's a around the James Connor type, like like, like right around like RB twenty four to twenty eight range. And I think at that point, you take the you take him. He doesn't work out. It's like all right, you lost out on a guy. You you know, you, you pick as your RB three. Right. Flux guy. So, um, so fantasy guys here. Um, one quarterback league, Cam Akers, Co- Cooper Cup. That's probably, I'm a big Tyler Higby guy. Um, yeah, I'm not paying in top 12 tight ends. I don't, I would say no. Um, yeah, Higby's this, a streaming, streaming like guy. Stafford could have a bounce back year. Two QB league, sure. Yep. One QB league. Uh, if, yeah, if he does pick pick him up. Yeah. So two guys. All right. So two t- t- two guys in the first two teams. Great. <laughs> All right. Um, let's try to little do a little better here. All right. I'll start with the um the third team, Seattle Seahawks. Uh nine eight last season. Um uh, set seven ten. So definitely a better year. One of my favorite stories, I think, of all time. Um, in the NFL, they they trade 
Russell Wilson. They get all these picks. And then there's a QB competition of Geno Smith and Drew Locke. G- G- Geno Smith wins. Oh, damn, it sucks. Goodbye, Tyler Lockett. Goodbye, Metcalf. Goodbye, Seattle as a whole. They're going to trade their team and all, all these picks. I mean, they're talking about like, oh, they're going to trade DK. I'm like, well, that's kind of dumb. Geno Smith was, I think, the, the most accurate quarterback last season, right? Uh, I think Matt Stafford technically beat him out, but didn't qualify because of as a play. yeah. So sixty nine, nice point seven six percent. Geno Smith made both TK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett once again two top fifteen wide receivers in fantasy fo- football, and it looked like it was with ease. They traded away their quarterback, and they started a better quarterback and got a fuckload of picks back. Yeah, that is the greatest winning move besides the Dolphins with the Trey Lance uh, trade. But <laughs> we'll we'll get to that in the news. It it just blew my mind, and I wasn't like a hater, but you know you were hesitant. Like, right, do I draft DK? Like these guys are ranked low. Like, do I take the risk? No, I'm gonna pass on it, which I did. Or the leagues I got DK, he was a bench stash. Yeah, and he's a fucking uh, top twelve receiver. Unreal. Yeah, I never saw it coming. Um, I think I, I I thought Drew Locke could even win the quarterback uh, competition in camp. Gino gets named, and then all he does is go throw for forty three hundred yards, thirty touchdowns, and eleven picks. Like has by far the best career of his uh, or best season of his career, and it's not even particularly close. Uh, I mean, I was shocked. I, I won't I won't mince words. I won't try to pretend like I saw this coming. I was shocked by it. Happy to see it. I mean, uh, you know, for for the story in and of itself, awesome. Um, you know, he wins comeback player of the year, I'm pretty sure. So if not, he definitely deserved to. Um yeah, yeah, I mean and that award's kind of like weird now too. It's like Tamar yeah. Hamlin's gonna win this year, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that exactly. kind of thing. Um, uh, but yeah, and then this year all all the Seattle Seahawks do is go out and give them more weapons, right? They bring JSN in. And we'll talk about that more in the future, but no matter how you dice it, that's a great third, you know, wide receiver to have there, whether he's first, second or third on the depth chart, they got three legit guys. Uh, It's, it's unreal. And draft day as like a JSN guy in dynasty and like, Oh crap. But then I look at it. It's like all Seattle does is just, just bleed out good receivers. Like the, it was oh Lockett's done, Metcalf stock goes down. Like no, like you have a guy like this. It spreads it spreads the offense out for all three of them now. Like there's not one guy that can be double double covered there when all three of those guys are on the field. Right. Like it's it's just I think it's it's a beauty and it just helps Geno even more. Where I just love Geno again this season because you go from two top tier targets to three top tier targets probably arguably a top two receiving core in the nfl you know you can you could probably argue uh Bengals for one yeah. i would think um and seattle's were right there two or three or four like however you want to dice it but um fantastic like like seattle wasn't like all right we got two wide receivers we're good they do it every year like every year it's like kind of like even when doug Baldwin's there, like, oh, why would they pick Metcalf? That makes no, no sense. You know, he 
this guy's aging out like Lockett is. I'm not saying well, Lockett's done, but in a few years, and then you get JSN and DK, and then you draft a guy in two more years. Like, boom. Yeah, and, and, and even last year, Shane Waldron, the, the offensive coordinator there, was trying to run three uh, wide receiver sets. He just didn't have the pieces to do it. Now he's Who's got the other the guy, uh, D.S. D- D- yeah, and and he was uh, he only played 10 games, but when he's on, uh, you know, when he was healthy, uh, he was on the field about 40 to 45 percent of the time. That's a lot. So Kenneth Walker and uh, Zach Charbonnet are probably going to be one of the more elite backfields this this year. I mean, depending on what the offensive line can do, of course, but the two running backs themselves are top tier guys. We've heard the stories already coming out about Zach Charbonnet dethroning Ken Walker. I'm not really buying into those i think you can definitely see both guys have value especially the way the nfl is set up nowadays um they also seattle has begun to address their offensive line deficiencies over the last few years they look better last year and i think they're going to look even even better this year the charles cross was an absolute unit um you know a huge heavy mauler that can open up gaps and for these guys to run through then you've got uh gino who's you know perfectly content dumping down to running backs out of the backfield so I don't know. I'm stoked on Seattle for the first time in a little bit here. You know, there's, it was a a rebuild, but a quick rebuild. Yeah, I mean, probably the quickest the quicker than they thought. To, to be honest, like I, I I bet last year they thought like, all right, we'll do Gino, get a quarterback of the future next year. All right. Oh, nope. we're it. good. And even this year, oh, Gino's still a British guy. It's like. Dude, if Pete Carroll likes you. Uh, he's gonna keep you until you fall. Like, and G- and G- Gino's not old. Like, I think they, they gave him a old. contract too. Thirty-two, yeah. thirty-two years old. Oh, fucking love and, it. And uh, you know, a lot of people had them mocked out taking like a CJ Stroud or moving up to take this guy, that guy, the other guy. They didn't need to. They're, they're you know, they stayed yeah. put and they're happy with what they get, with what they got. So good on yeah, them. Yeah, it's not broken. No picks it. Right. Exactly. Um, I don't. I don't really think they brought anybody else too interesting. Kenny McIntosh as well. I guess I could have talked yeah. about. He's Which I did like him out of college, but I mean, again, like late, late pass catching guy. You know, you got him and DJ Dallas. Like one goes down, you got the next guy. Like what they did in the draft was, I think, was so smart. Yeah, totally. I mean, it sucks for Ken Walker owners. I'm sure you talk about that. Well, I got cut off, but. Um, I mean, it's the NFL now. If you <laughs> there's there's probably 28 teams that have two starting RBs on their team, so right, and then that's just the way it's going to keep going. So, you like almost as fantasy owners, you just have to stomach it and stop looking for the three down back. I mean, draft them early. If you have an early pick, you can take them. Um, and then if you don't get them, just move on. It is what it is. You just look at this stuff as by committee. Um, you know, it's only a couple more years until every single team goes that route. Probably, I don't think there's any true three down backs coming out. I mean, Bijan might be the last one that we see for a while in in Atlanta. We don't even know how he's going to be used in Atlanta. So, let's let that story unfold. Yep. Um. All right. You can start with the uh or end with the Niners. I think I, every podcast I say the last team start with the Dows and then they go fuck <laughs> and. The old San Francisco 49ers. They improve upon their record, a rare thing in this division, apparently. Um, 10 and 7 two years ago, last year 13 and 4. They obviously um, made the Super Bowl, didn't quite pull it out, is what it is. They'll probably make a push to be back there this year. Um, They recently named Brock Purdy their starting quarterback and Sam Darnold their official second stringer. Uh, Trey Lance is now 
very much on the back burner as the third option there, potentially being traded, definitely being shopped. His value is very low coming from a first round pick that they traded up for multiple first rounds at that. Um, now probably being worth, I, I just read a, a day three pick. So a uh, very interesting situation there. We'll see how it unfolds, but Brock Purdy uh, for all intents and purposes will be the man under center. And he had a great year. Um, came in and in relief of Jimmy G once he picked up, he had another injury, uh, played nine games, 67% completion percentage, 1300 yards, 13 touchdowns and four picks. I mean, what the Niners need every year, and we say this all the time, is a game manager. They don't need a quarterback that goes out and wins them games. They need a quarterback that does not lose them games. That's what Brock Purdy is. Um, and then you saw them do what they always do. They added another running back, Christian McCaffrey, in a trade with Carolina. They went out and got their guy. They kept him around, and he played absolutely out of his mind. So, I mean, the, the Niners are kind of one of the more stable organizations over the last couple of years. They've got a few guys leaving town, um, like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to the Raiders. Uh, Josh Johnson, who knows where he's going. Jeff Wilson, he was traded last year to Miami. And then Tevin Coleman and Tyler Croft won't be there anymore. To me, that's kind of a, a big fat nothing burger. They brought in Sam Darnold, so he'll easily replace Jimmy Garoppolo um, and, and whatever he, he provides. And then the rookies they drafted are a couple of tight ends and a deep late round wide receiver that I don't expect to have a ton of impact. But it'll be the guys instead that we're, we're used to seeing and hearing their names. Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, as long as he can stay healthy. Um, you know, Kyle Juszczyk will probably be involved like he is every once in a while. And then the running backs, McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell. Um, maybe we finally see some Jordan Mason. Maybe not. But, uh, I mean, this is a team that I think we all know what to expect for. And it is a team that, unlike some of the other ones in the division, I would definitely be drafting heavily from. I think th this uh, this Niners team and the Seahawks would be very, very chock full of fantasy redraft talent that I, I would like to uh, target. Yeah. Um them bringing in San Darnold was great, I think, because he's a guy that the Niners kind of want, like, just a guy that, you know, pretty goes down, a game manager guy that, that has done well in preseason so far. Like, the whole Trey Lance thing, like him being a backup if he stayed there, you, you got to trade, change the entire offense. He, he's not Brock Purdy. You got Sam Darnold there. All right, same offense, you know. Right. He, he can play the same way. Like, there's also a world where they can be, oh, Sam Darnold starts and he might do the same exact thing as Brock Purdy did. Like, that's perfect. So, we'll talk about Trey Lance more in our next podcast. Uh, a, a little bashing of Trey Lance. But <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we talk about the Seattle always, you know, bringing receivers and, running backs every year in the draft. I guess San Fran just loves bringing tight ends. Like they had George Kittle, Russ Dwelly is always a favorite. Now let's draft two more <laughs> like yep. just in case. And they took Charlie Warner a year, a year or two ago as well. Like yeah, they just yeah. keep piling them up. And I mean, it makes sense when you see George Kittle miss some time or get hurt and you know, whatever, almost every single season, uh, you know, you got to have, you got to have depth behind him. They also run two tight ends and use them as blockers quite often. So, um, yeah, I mean, Never it's enough. a team. Yeah, it's a team that I know what to expect from, and uh, I will definitely continue to draft them every single year. 
Yeah, the vacated targets, 21, so more <laughs> of the same. Vacated yeah. rushing attempts, 129, but McCaffrey wasn't there all last season, so. Yeah, he will eat the majority of that. And, you know, expanded roles for Elijah, Jordan Mason, even TDP, Terry and Davis Price. Yeah. I mean, Mitchell, 55 yards a game behind McCaffrey. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you you look at what he can provide to an offense. He's definitely a person that I think a lot of people are sleeping on. You can grab him late in your drafts. And if his workload is light while they ride CMC early and CMC breaks down, Elijah Mitchell's a guy I'd love to have. Like, you want to talk about handcuffs. Elijah he's, Mitchell might be the top. I, he I, might be the top handcuff. because I think he's a top. They do a lot of the same things, mostly because Christian McCaffrey does everything but he does everything until he can't do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And then Mitchell's in. Yeah. Like people say, you know, Charbonnet's the handcuff, but I think that's going to be a legit split back. Yeah. Forth. That could be a one, a one B. Yeah. He's a handcuff where you can start him in de- desperation at your flex each week and give you a goal line touchdown, yeah. which yeah. you saw in the playoffs last season. So there's that. Um, all right, is that, is that it with the... Uh, yeah, that's everything. Niners. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for staying with us. Eight division previews. Got through them all. Thank you so much for sticking with us for the third time. I said it in a row. Um, next yeah, podcast. If you, if you hear this and you say that you listen to all eight division previews and you can somehow prove it, we'll send you a glass. <laughs> yeah. Sweet glass. We have a bunch. No, do you... Uh, no, I, I got to order some. I, like, I think I have like four. Yeah, three or four. Yeah, we got to do a big order soon. So um, I took a bunch right. of them somewhere and I broke a bunch of them. And I was fucking pissed. <laughs> Here, guys, I got to. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I think I brought them to like a hotel for a wedding because I was doing like the, the rims on a pumpkin head. And then I like just. Oh, in the fall time. So that I, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking lost them and broke a bunch. Dude, I have like 18 of the old logos. <laughs> what am I doing oh, yeah. these, man? Like the new logo is so much cooler. It's so much cooler. Shout out Ordway for all Thank of your you, Ordway. Uh, graphic design needs. Un fucking real. I gave him like a list of like four things, and he was like, "Like this," and I was like, "Dude, <laughs> wait, you're dude, in this, my is head. <laughs> this is why you're paid for to do this." Okay, right? this makes a lot of sense. Oh. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, for me and Corey Dows, NFC West Division preview in the books. Division previews are all done. Stick with us. Breakout sleepers, dart throws, bounce backs, and busts coming up, as well as mock drafts and final player rankings. Stay fluid, stay loose. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.